In just over two months, there will be an equal amount of time between light and dark as the world approaches equinox. Until then, there's enough time to spend this winter gathering up enough information to get us through the summer. But in all likelihood, the warmer times will be just as busy as the cold ones. It's January 19th, 2022, and this is Charlottesville Community Engagement. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. On today's program, Charlottesville City Council selects an interim city manager from three candidates picked by a consultant. Albemarle is looking for people to join various boards and commissions, including a vacancy on the Architectural Review Board. The Albemarle Economic Development Authority discusses an outstanding loan to the Lewis and Clark Exploratory Center and a brief update from the Virginia General Assembly. Today's first subscriber-supported public service announcement goes out to Camp Albemarle, which has for 60 years been a wholesome, rural, rustic, and restful site for youth activities, church groups, civic events, and occasional private programs. Located on 14 acres on the banks of the Mormons River near Free Union, Camp Albemarle continues as a legacy of being a civilian conservation corps project that sought to promote the importance of rural activities. Camp Albemarle seeks support for a plan to winterize the Hamner Lodge, a structure built in 1941 by the CCC and used by every 4th and 5th grade student in Charlottesville and Albemarle for the study of ecology for over 20 years. If this campaign is successful, Camp Albemarle could operate year-round. Consider your support by visiting campalbemarleva.org donate. A former city administrator from Washington, D.C. will serve as Charlottesville's latest interim city manager. Here's City Councilor Michael Payne reading from the resolution. Be it resolved by the Council of the City of Charlottesville that the Robert Bob Group, having previously been awarded a contract to provide interim city manager services to the city government, has offered Mr. Michael C. Rogers as its key personnel to be assigned by the firm to perform the duties of city manager, and this council hereby approves Michael C. Rogers to be the person who shall perform the duties of city manager. Rogers served as D.C.'s administrator in the mid-1990s, at the same time Marion Barry was serving in his last term as mayor. Rogers resigned in 1997, according to coverage in the Washington Post at that time. Rogers was introduced by Robert Bob of the Robert Bob Group. Uh, Michael Rogers uh, has a doctorate, has, is a, uh, has a JD degree, uh, master's of public policy degree. He has more than 30 years of experience in municipal government and in the private sector. Uh, he has served as the city administrator for the, of the District of Columbia and as a director of the Metropolitan Washington Council of Government, the regional planning agency. He has also acted as the chief operating officer, chief financial officer for the city of uh, Petersburg. Rogers held that position for four and a half years and was commended in a resolution from January of 2003. From April 2018 to July 2019, Rogers served as the Chief Operating Officer and Chief Financial Officer in Petersburg. He resigned from that position, according to WTVR and NBC12. He's also served as the Chief Procurement Officer for the City of New York. Rogers thanked Council for selecting him. I am excited about this opportunity. Uh, I can tell you what I know about Charlottesville is early in my career, I met a man named Cole Hendricks. 
who's your longtime city manager. And I kind of grew up with him, you know, in, in, my, um, in, in my career. And I can still remember the excitement and joy in his voice when he talked about his city of Charlottesville. Hendricks served in the city manager position from 1971 to 1996. Rogers said he has been here a couple of times and has a lot to learn. I look forward to coming to town, hitting the ground running, uh, working with you, listening to you, uh, understanding the issues that are immediately before you uh, so that we can work on constructive solutions for addressing problems and issues for the citizens uh, and residents of uh, the city of Charlottesville. Rogers begins work on January 31st. Until then, Deputy City Manager Sam Sanders and Deputy City Manager Ashley Marshall are in charge of the day-to-day affairs of the city. Sanders gave an update to council on the city's response to recent winter storms. It has uh, been a trying time, I must say, in in public works in that we've had these two storms back-to-back with very little time in between. uh, That has provided less opportunity for us to really make sure that everything is working as we need it to work because we just haven't had downtime. Sanders said a third of the Public Works operations team were not able to work due to COVID. And in that, of course, that may lead to some things not necessarily getting addressed the way we have been accustomed to addressing in the past. So we do apologize for any issues that may have come up over the course of the past day and a half. Sanders said work is now underway to prepare for the next round of winter weather. The Albemarle Architectural Review Board met yesterday with four members. Fred Missel stepped down from that body when he was appointed to the Albemarle Planning Commission. The group selected Chris Henningsen to serve as its chair and Frank Heincock as the vice chair. Would you like to be the fifth member? Go ahead and apply. Or check out all of the vacancies on boards and commissions and throw your hat in the ring for one of those. The links to both of those things are in the newsletter. There are two vacancies on the 5th and Avon Community Advisory Committee, one opening on the Acquisitions and Conservation Easement Committee, four slots on the Charlottesville-Albemarle Convention and Visitors Bureau Executive Committee, several vacancies on the Crozet Community Advisory Committee, two terms of existing members of the Economic Development Authority's Board of Commissioners are ending soon, there are three vacancies on the Natural Heritage Committee, three openings on the Pantops Community Advisory Committee, one slot on the Places 29 Hydraulic Community Advisory Committee, five immediate vacancies on the Places 29 North Community Advisory Committee, and one definite appointment and five four terms that are coming to an end are pending on the Village of Rivanna Community Advisory Committee. If you would like to be on Charlottesville Community Engagement, get on one of these committees. That's an idea you could do. You are listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and it's time for our second subscriber-supported public service announcement. Do you or someone you know want to find a job in the tech community? On this upcoming Saturday, there will be another Shift-Enter workshop in which participants can go through direct sessions with knowledgeable volunteers on resume feedback, interview advice, and perspectives on the tech landscape. 
For an $8 ticket, you'll have three different interview sessions with people to have a career conversation, to review your resume, or to have a mock interview. To learn more and to sign up, visit shiftenter.org. Couple more segments today. There will be no change in leadership on Albemarle's Economic Development Authority. Donald Long will remain the chair, George Ray will stay the vice chair, and David Shreve gets to keep being treasurer. The group met virtually yesterday and heard from Economic Development Director Roger Johnson about what his office will be up to this year. In the first part of the year, COVID remains a threat to business as usual, and Johnson said help will be available from economic development. We would expect there would continue to be COVID prophylactics, uh, particularly when you think about some of the things we have done historically. It includes things like the lift grant, microloan programs, safe spaces and places. Previous funding has come through the Federal CARES Act of 2020. To see how that money has been used to date, visit enablealbemarrow.org. Johnson said this year the EDA's Board of Commissioners will review a new grant program in Albemarle to encourage the reuse of historic buildings. He also said the EDA may be looking to purchase land. There are many ways that the Economic Development Authority can promote economic development through uh, land ownership, so we may be coming back to this particular board to talk about ways uh, in land ownership or site control, which may help uh, advance the county's mission to accomplish a sustainable economy. The EDA was also given an update on an outstanding loan granted to the Lewis and Clark Exploratory Center. Nine years ago, the nonprofit borrowed $260,000 from the Economic Development Authorities of both Albemarle and Charlottesville to cover the unanticipated cost of hitting rock as the center was being built inside of Dardentau Park. Richard Deloria is an assistant county attorney. The loan originated in 2013. Um, there have been uh, there have been two uh, amendments to the loan, and the second one extends it. Um, the performance date was June 30th of 2018. To date, the Lewis and Clark Exploratory Center has not made a payment on the principal and has been seeking to forgive the loan. Charlottesville City Council voted in November 2015 to do so, but only if Albemarle followed suit. The Board of Supervisors opted to not grant forgiveness two years later, and the matter remains unresolved. And, and so the primary purpose is to make you aware that this uh, authority needs to take action between, between now and June of 2023 or lose legal standing. Donald Long said a decision on forgiveness is not up to the EDA. The Board of Supervisors provided the money to us to turn around and make the loan. So ultimately, I think it's the Board of Supervisors' decision about whether they want to, to forgive it. I mean, I think we obviously may have the, the, the legal authority if we chose to do that, but I think it's really the, the Board uh, appropriated the money for that purpose. And I think um, my view is our obligation is to continue to collect or, or do reasonable, take reasonable efforts to do it unless we're given direction by the Board of Supervisors that they want it forgiven. Long suggested convening a group to work with the center to work out a payment arrangement. We need to take some steps to, to figure out what's going on and, and try to, um, you know, at least come up with a plan to move forward. The center has been paying the interest on the loan. Johnson said he would reach out to the center. And this story continues to be told. 
Several more bills in the Virginia Senate have ended their journey in the 2022 General Assembly through dismissals by various committees. But that's never the complete story, or is it? This process moves so fast and it is hard to keep track of it all. Yet I shall endeavor. This update is as of 8 a.m. this morning. A bill from Senator Chap Peterson, a Democrat from the 34th District, to institute a $20,000 cap on individual contributions to candidates in Virginia was passed on indefinitely in the Privilege and Elections Committee. Senator Joe Morrissey, a Democrat from the 16th District, had a cap of $25,000, and that bill was also passed on indefinitely. Two bills failed that would have required voters to present photo identification. A bill from Senator Amanda Chase was incorporated into another bill by Senator Mark Obenshane. The second was passed on by indefinitely on a unanimous committee vote. Another bill from Senator Mark Peake would have required registrars to verify each voter by name, date of birth, and social security number, and that was passed on indefinitely on a 9-6 to vote in the Privileges and Elections Committee. Another bill from Peake would have ended a provision allowing people to vote on their day of registration. This was also defeated on a 9-6 to vote. More General Assembly stuff to happen at the same time that all of the local stuff is happening. And Charlottesville Community Engagement is here for all of it. And that is it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement for January 19th. A couple of months away from the equinox, and it's still a little bit dark out there. But of course, I like the dark and shining lights into it. This is a program that does seek to bring you as much information as possible about local, regional, and state government, uh, with a little bit of federal stuff sprinkled in from time to time. If you would like to support getting this and support it continuing to be made, there are several ways you can do so. You can subscribe through Substack, and any level will be matched by Ting, which is good. You can also donate through Patreon. For details on all of this, go to infocivil.com and click on the Support the Info tab. I really do appreciate everybody who is contributing in some way. And of course, if you cannot, please do send it on to somebody else. Thank you very much for being here today. As I said, lots of good stuff to get to tomorrow and have a great rest of the day. Stay safe, be careful, and take care of everybody you come across. Thanks for listening. <laughs>